You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number 36. Hey guys, happy Monday. We are doing a birth story episode this week with my friend Haley. I have known Haley actually for a while on social media. She has been following me for a really long time when I was gosh, I don't even know, (laughs) when I didn't have very many followers at all, we kind of connected. And she came on to tell the birth story of her second one that she has, her daughter. She had a very positive induction experience with her daughter. And we chatted about prodromal labor, epidurals, um, her choice to bottle feed, actually, and her mental health as well. It was a really, really great episode. And honestly, one of the things that I liked most about it, or I guess I like most about Haley is that she is actually a virtual doula. And if you don't know what that is, she's going to explain it (laughs) very well in her episode. But she basically does doula care virtually for moms over the internet. And we all know with uh, coronavirus how important virtual stuff is nowadays. Um, But she's been doing this virtual doula stuff for a long time, way before COVID started. So she's going to talk to us all about what exactly a virtual doula is and what she does and how she can help you if you're in if you're in need of a doula and you need virtual care. I also just love her blog and her Instagram. She shares lots of pictures of her and her family and she's just her space is just very very positive. That's kind of what why I was attracted to her. We were attracted to each other, you know, from the get-go. She's all about positivity, which is what we all need, honestly. (laughs) So let's get into Haley's episode. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. This episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast was brought to you by Mommy Labor Nurse. <laughs> yeah, I like to sponsor my own episode sometimes, guys. <laughs> so the only reason that I am in here before Haley's episode is just to remind you guys, if you have not checked out our newborn sleep course that is out, it is still out, but today is the last day that it is on sale. If you're listening to this on Monday when this episode comes out, um, our newborn sleep course that we came out with last year had been closed for a few months and we needed to do some updates to it. Andrea from babysleep.answers is the sleep consultant that I partnered with on this course and she needed to make a lot of updates on it. So we closed the course for a few months, but now it is back and it is open and people are very excited about it again. (laughs) So if you're listening to this episode and you're pregnant, maybe you're getting towards the end, or if you just had your baby, if your baby is less than, say, 14, 15 weeks old, this course is certainly for you. This course is called Baby, We're Home, Now Let's Sleep, because honestly, yes, please. (laughs) 
please sleep, baby. (laughs) That is something that I struggled with. I'm going to be honest. And that's why I was so passionate about creating this course and, and partnering up with somebody to create a full course that really dives deep into newborn sleep, because it honestly just hit me like a ton of bricks, guys. That newborn period, you know, those first few months when you're not when you're sleeping two or three hours at a time, sometimes maybe four hours at a time, and you just can't understand what is going on and what baby is trying to tell you and how to manage everything. The reason why we created this course and we wanted to make this resource available to moms is because we both were not prepared for that period uh, that hit us, (laughs) Andrea and I both. And we wanted to provide a resource as a means to help prepare moms for that time period a little bit more and educate moms about that time period a little bit more and what to look for, what to do in this situation, how to intervene, all of this good stuff. Because I feel that ultimately, if I had known what I know now about newborn sleep before I had gotten myself into it, I would have been so much less anxious and felt so much more in control of my situation and actually been able to read my baby a whole lot more, understand why he was doing this at this time period and what to do here. It just gave me a lot of clarity to learn this stuff and go over this information. And I wanted to put together a resource for you guys because I want you guys to know this before you get into this time period. So it can help your mental health and help you feel less anxious and feel more in control. So what's covered? She goes over emotional readiness, why babies fight sleep, how to teach baby to fall asleep on their own. That is a really, really important thing that she teaches. She also teaches about scheduling and you know, why it's not really a good idea even to put baby on a schedule. Um, She teaches about soothing techniques and the dreaded four-month sleep regression, if you've heard of that. If you haven't, you will. Um, And there is so much more in there. Um, It's a really, really jam-packed course that just gives you a really, really well-rounded view of what newborn sleep is. And also, in addition, it comes with a little ebook that you can print out and you can read if you'd rather not watch the videos and just read and have a resource. And also, another really great perk that people love is the Facebook group that is linked. And that is a group that is a private group that you can enter and ask, you know, sleep related questions. A lot of the girls that are in there have been in there for a long time and they're really great at answering. Uh, you know, other members' questions. Andrea will answer questions in there. I will answer questions in there. It's just a really, really good resource sometimes to just be in a Facebook group where everybody's talking about the same subject and having the same issues. So this course, like I said, is on sale today until midnight. Okay, you can still snag it for 40% off. Originally, it is $49, but today until midnight, it is gonna be 40% off with the code sleep launch. Okay. And if you use that, it's all one word, sleep launch at checkout. You can save 40% until midnight tonight. After tonight, it does go up. The price does go up. So head over to mommylabornurse.com slash sleep dash course. And you can check out that course. You can see reviews on that page as well of other people who have taken it and just get a better feel for what the course looks like on that page. 
There's also an option to bundle this course as well with either my newborn basics course, if you want just a well-rounded basics 101 about newborns, that is an option that's available on that same link. And then you can also, if you want a triple bundle with all three of my courses, this sleep course, and then my newborn 101 course, and one of my prenatal courses, that option is also now available as well. And those bundles are also discounted. And that is on that same link at mommylabornurse.com slash sleep dash course. If you use the code sleep bundle, you can save 10% off either one of those bundles. And that is valid until midnight tonight as well. All right, but enough about courses. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, Haley. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah. Can you just start by telling listeners a little bit about yourself and your family, where you're from, all that good stuff? Yes, of course. My name's Haley, and I'm a wife, a mother, and a doula. I have two children. My son is two and a half years old. His name is Grayson, and our rainbow baby, Blakely, is five months old. Yay. Awesome. Well, we are doing a birth story today, guys. We're going to be talking about Haley's um, second birth and details about that. And then afterwards, we can talk about um, Haley's business and what she kind of does online. She does this really cool thing called virtual doula-ing. I guess that's what what it's called. Um, But super, super cool. We could talk about that at the end. Um, I've always been a fan of of her business and, you know, how she does like this virtually and it's like super cool. So stay tuned afterwards. We're going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, let's jump right in and talk about, you can talk, you know, briefly about your son, how that went. And then, you know, we can dive right into your pregnancy with, with your daughter. Yes. So I want to start this off by saying that this story is a positive induction story. So I was fortunate enough to have two positive experiences with inductions. My son was a successful induction and we won't go into too much detail about that birth story, but with him, I was lucky enough to only push for about 20 minutes. So that was really cool. And then we joke now that I had such good experiences. We're like, okay, let's not try again and have another one because everything went so well (laughs) with both of these. Like, can't get much better. And after you hear this story, you're probably going to be like, oh, she's one of those girls. She had that birth. (laughs) And so, like, you never, like, reading my own birth story, I'm kind of like, oh, I sound so rude in this. But (laughs) you never think it's going to happen to you. Yeah. Until it actually happens to you. Like I remember reading so many birth stories, watching all these blogs and videos on these quick labors. And yeah. that's pretty much what this one is. So don't hate me for it. You know, no, I we are not had, hating. We are not hating. Yeah. <laughs> so I still had some complications in the beginning. So, yeah. you know, I had my share of pain still. So basically I had to remind myself, Every pregnancy and birth is different throughout this whole process because I had such a great experience with my son. I had to keep in the back of my mind, you know, it might not go this good with my daughter. And I had Braxton Hicks, Braxton Hicks, super early on, starting at 20 weeks. And as you guys know, Braxton. Yeah, yeah. like super early. And it's such a pain in the butt because they make you think like you're progressing and stuff, but they don't do anything to help you out. They're just a pain in the butt. And then 
I had taken your birth course and it was amazing. And as a doula, I even took it because I wanted to have that additional education to provide my clients with too. And you yeah. did such a great job of breaking it down oh, well, to for other people to understand. And so I wanted that form of education rather than, you know, the technical right. way to explain things. Right. Right. And so um, we had always called it false labor and your course taught me that it's called prodromal labor. Mm-hmm. And so I had that at 35 weeks and I remember Ooh. getting a message like two weeks before I started having prodromal labor. I remember getting a message from one of my friends and she was asking me about prodromal labor. She's like, what do you do for it? And, you know, I let her know like my biggest tips were like, take almost do the same thing you would if you were having contractions. So take like right. lavender baths try to walk, see if that helps a little bit. So those are my big tips for that. But I remember texting her and be like, you know, there's not really much you can do. And then of course, two weeks later, I started getting it. And I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm meant to experience this so I can sympathize with my clients because it is so frustrating, especially because it wasn't progressing your cervix. But I do believe it preps your uterus in a sense where it's like almost like a little workout for your uterus. Yeah, and for sure, I worked for sure. out I worked out my whole entire pregnancy and I think that helps as well. Mm-hmm. But I think I just have to keep telling myself that prodromal waivers helped somewhat because otherwise it was just a pain to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So since that started at 35 weeks, by the time I hit my 38 week appointment, I was in so much pain. We decided to just schedule an induction for 39 weeks. And I know some doulas are, you know, there's all different research on inductions and whether you believe in them or not. But um, I personally believe in both induction and natural and medicated births, non-medicated births. I'm kind of just there to support my client as well myself. Exactly. And your course does a great job of that too. Like, not being leaning towards like one or the judging, other, you know? Yeah. I try to yeah, cover exactly. the whole spectrum, you know, I think yeah. birth is kind of like this really, really wide spectrum. You know, you have these people who are like way on the super crunchy end and want yes. to do uh, just, a, you know, almost like give birth without any medical staff at all. And then yeah. like you have the, the other extreme that's like super medicalized birth. So I try to cover as wide of the spectrum as I can. <laughs> yes, you do a great job of that. And I think as birth professionals, we have to be like that. Absolutely. And, you know, value the mother and her opinion and stuff. Is Right. Especially when like helping with the birth plan, you want to make sure her needs are met and right. she's able to advocate for herself. So basically at the 39 week appointment or 38 week appointment, we decided to schedule induction for the exactly the 39 week mark. And it mm-hmm. relieved so much anxiety for me because with nice. a second, with a second pregnancy, you have to think about your first child's care. Yeah. And yeah. so that was huge for me having to schedule like babysitters. And I can probably, he's two and a half years old. I can probably count on two hands how many times he's had a sitter. Yeah. I am horrible with allowing anybody to watch him. Like those memes about okay. like yeah. moms wanting a break, but not trusting anybody. Yeah. Those are me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so on my 39 week mark, I arrived at the hospital at 5 a.m. So when I break down this birth plan, I did like a little timestamp and mm-hmm. there's not too much to it. But at 5.15 a.m., they started the Pitocin or the Oxytocin, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, one's generic. 
Um, and then at 7.45 a.m., I was three centimeters dilated and 80% effaced. And then with my consent, they went ahead and broke my water. Mm-hmm. And then at 8.30, um, only a couple hours after getting to the hospital, I started having contractions every two minutes apart. And this is the fun part. If you want to go onto my Instagram stories, you can watch <laughs> the process because I – went and danced to baby mama on my stories love it and And i remember that guys it was so great (laughs) so i sat on the yoga ball and i'm like i just have to distract myself and my husband was like lip syncing with me and we just had a good time (laughs) with it and as a doula i highly recommend like getting in the right headspace before all the action happens and just like having a memorable experience i know it's gonna be painful and stuff but it's all about you know, getting in the right head space, whether you do hypno babies, whether you do just, you know, jamming out to your favorite song. It's all about how you make the experience for yourself. So once the contractions started picking up, I requested an epidural mm-hmm. and that was at 9 a.m. And I was five centimeters dilated by then. And then they checked again at 1130 and I was eight centimeters. And Ooh. then my husband decided he was going to go get lunch. And you know, the hospital, it's most hospitals are huge and lunch isn't right by your room. Yeah. Well, the lunch, it took him like maybe 20 minutes, but I was like, you really want to go get lunch right now? Like I have snacks. I came prepared. No, I want to go get lunch. Thank goodness he got back when he did because he got back and I was starting to be, get a little bit uncomfortable, but I didn't say anything because we were waiting on my birth photographer and I'm like, I don't want to tell everybody that I'm getting uncomfortable because I really want her to be here. (laughs) So she got here. And then right when she got here, I was like, Hey guys, like I haven't said anything, but I'm feeling some like pinching and pressure. And when I say pinching and pressure, I mean like the slightest pinching. My epidural worked a little bit too well Uh in the beginning. Um, So I asked to get checked and the nurse is like, um, what's going on? I was like, I'm feeling a little bit of a pinching. She's like, are you sure you want me to check or do you want me to wait? I'm like, you can go ahead and check. So she checks and she says, don't push. And my husband looks at me <laughs> and like with this bright eyed smile and he's like, you're crowning. <laughs> and so they called the OB at 12 7 PM and I delivered her at 12, 12 PM. I did not Ooh. push her once. She just kind of fell out. Wow. And like the OB like struggled to get her gloves on. That's how quick she came out. Wowzers. And if you, yes, it was insane. If you go on my birth story on my blog, it's linked in my bio and you'll see my face while giving birth. And you think it's like completely acting because I'm just <laughs> grinning ear to ear. And I was just in total shock that she just fell out like <laughs> right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was just shocked that the OB was there in time because no nurse wants to file that paperwork. <laughs> no, it's you know, it's not it's not too great. You know, we we try of course like they teach us if that happens we were trained in, in yes. a birth like a, you know cuz that does happen sometimes obviously. So um but yeah, it's not it's something that we try to avoid. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so. But yeah, she just popped right out and so when I wrote my birth story I was like, "Yep, people are going to read this and be like that that B word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this is not fair, but then they'll read it and then maybe it will happen to them. So yeah, just Absolutely. exercise your whole pregnancy. That's my biggest tip. Squat it out. There you go. There you go. Squats. <laughs> Do your squats guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> and your Kegel exercises. Right, right. <laughs> Yep. So that's my short birth story. Pretty that's quick. awesome. Yeah, no, that is so awesome. So tell me, Haley, how was your postpartum recovery and postpartum experience with her? Did you have, did you tear it all with her or did you have like any trouble, you know, with your, with your recovery? Yes. Yeah, so I tore a little bit with her, with my son, I had an episiotomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was really nice because the doctor asked like, Hey, do you want, like they always should, but they ask like, Hey, do you want me to cut? And he'll yeah. come out. And so with him, I felt like the healing was a little bit more sensitive with the mm-hmm. episiotomy rather than naturally tearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all depends on how your OB kind of handles it and what you decide. But with her, my postpartum experience, because I got so lucky with a quick birth, my, afterbirth contractions were insane. Like at the hospital, they were completely fine, you know, just with your over the counter medications to relieve pain and heating pads and stuff. But at home I was on hands and knees. Like I felt like I was in birth, like giving birth again. It was really painful. And then, um, I am currently getting my certification in perinatal uh, mental health, anxiety, depression, loss, and grief. And oh, one of the reasons I'm doing that is because of how much I struggled postpartum with my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. So I went through like, it was probably at like the three month mark. I went through like a week where I just felt super down and depressed. And I had had postpartum anxiety with my son, but never like depression in yeah. a sense. And so I went like a whole week and my husband was working a lot. And so I didn't really say much to him and he didn't really realize how much I was struggling. He thought he just thought I was tired, but I finally like spoke up and like said, Hey, I'm struggling. And so as a doula, I decided I need more education in this so I can be able to better assist my clients and teach them how to advocate for themselves. Because if I wouldn't have advocate, advocated for myself I think I would have went down a deeper hole yeah and I'm so happy I said something and you know got the help I needed because it's so important in those beginning stages and so what I'm really focusing on now with the doula stuff is providing virtual care and you know almost being like a counselor for those that yeah. need it and so that's why I'm receiving that certification through Salini. That's so great. Yeah. And I think it's so important to teach that you can teach people to how to recognize the signs of what's happening, you know, because that's like the first step is just because sometimes, you know, obviously we know this, like we're moms. You're like, this is hard. You know, it's just hard because I'm a mom, but, but it's, there's a difference between like the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit because like, it's a new, you know, phase in my life or whatever. There's a difference between that and having the help and how, ha- you know, the help, but there's a difference between that and being like, I'm really struggling. I can't get out of bed. Yes. I can't do things. I am thinking about these, all these crazy thoughts. And yeah, I think yeah, just exactly. recognizing and telling people these are kind of the symptoms you need to watch out for. This is not normal, you know, because a lot of times I think even social media is at fault because moms will complain about, you know, oh gosh, I'm so overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. And people think that these thoughts that they're having, it's like, oh, well, this is just my life now. This is just how it is. It's like, like they just learned to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're in that space. Yes. Yes. And I think psyched mommy on Instagram does a great job breaking down those 
Yes, absolutely. I'm a big fan of her. She was on my podcast. I had an episode with her a few a few episodes yes, ago, and she she's awesome. So great and so yeah about perinatal health. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, I did want to ask you, Haley, before we dive into a little bit more about what you do with the virtual doula stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how, if you chose to breastfeed with um, with your daughter, and how that experience was. Yes. So with my son and with my daughter, I was recommended not to breastfeed due to a medication that I take. Mm -hmm. So I just recently was on Big Little Choices podcast, and you guys will get to listen to that soon. It's released November 15th, and I dive into my mental health journey. So I personally have bipolar manic, Mm -hmm. and um, I had two episodes in 2015. So I haven't, you know, had to experience it due to taking a medication, but that medication is only heavily studied in pregnancy. So I Mm -hmm. took it through both my pregnancies, but it's not studied enough in breast milk. So Mm -hmm. I chose not to breastfeed. And there was like a couple weeks before we had Blakely and we were tossing around the idea and I was all excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to breastfeed. Yeah, I'm going to breastfeed. And then we researched it more and it's just not really researched too much on after like five years and I, you know, formula already worked with my son, but you know, I, now that I've had my second child, I still have a little bit, um, struggles bottle feeding in public. Like it just kind of hurts me because some people make comments about it, but I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm not as worked up about it as I used to be. And you know, social media has helped me overcome those challenges by sharing my thoughts on it with others and getting the support I needed. Yeah, that's great. I know. And it is so crazy that there's still just that stigma. Um, And there's a stigma on, there's just stigmas, I feel like on both sides. When you breastfeed your baby, you get like shamed in public or whatever. But like, if you bottle feed your baby, it's like, oh, wow, why isn't she breastfeeding? You know? Yeah. It's crazy. I, I would, I hope that one day it will change and just, we can accept everybody for whatever they decide they want to do, but I hope so too. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. This was very, very helpful. Even though your experience was like super, super crazy positive. And like you said, people are going to be like, Oh yeah. Why why is this girl talking (laughs) about her quick, fast, easy birth? (laughs) Because I want other people to realize, you know, that it can be that way. You hear so many horror stories. And so sometimes you got to have the light stories too, to hopefully motivate people. That's right. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Haley, let's talk a little bit about what you do um, as a virtual doula. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of people know by now kind of what doulas are and what their roles are. Um, And we can talk a little bit about that too, just, you know, what a doula is in general. But a lot of people don't even realize that these virtual doulas are available if you don't have, you know, a doula in, you know, that you can get in contact with, or if you just prefer the virtual doula. So let's talk a little bit about what you do, what you can offer moms. Right. So one of the main reasons I transitioned into to doing more than virtual services is because I realized how much of my work is done via the phone. And yeah. so a lot of the times with my clients, when they have a question and they're at home, they'll just text me or call me, FaceTime, whatever. And I realized the only time that I'm physically there is for the birth. And a lot of the times 
as a doula, it is my role to prepare your birth partner as well with, you know, educational videos, showing them different maneuvers, like the hips, double hip squeeze, and, you know, showing them how to um, be there for you during birth and throughout your pregnancy to support you. So I realized, you know, sometimes it is hard to schedule a sitter last minute and be there for my clients for their birth. So until I have a full-time person that I can rely on to be there for my kids, I am doing mainly virtual services. And basically with that, the main thing we start off with is setting up your birth plan and talking through what you value in a birth. Mm -hmm. And then um, being there for those random late night questions or, you know, sending me a lot of people have those new Bloom Life contraction monitors. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll send me the pictures of those to like analyze them or, you know, and like you do, I, you know, provide everyone with the medical disclaimer that right, right. I, I don't provide, you know, exactly medical advice, but you need to talk to your physician. Just info, right. <laughs> yes, this is just info. You got to cover our butts. Right, right. And, So, uh, but the main thing, like my favorite part about being a doula is just empowering women to get the birth that they desire and, and have an informed birth. So, um, that's what I do as virtual services and it can be offered both prenatally and postnatally. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people now are signing up for the postnatal and, um, even, you know, counseling when trying I just started doing this recently, like counseling when trying to have a baby as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that is so great. Yeah. And we'll definitely, I'll definitely link all your stuff on the show notes page um, for people awesome. if they want to check everything out and check you out. Can you, I know obviously you're in the social space as I am um, on Instagram, because that's how we met guys. We met through Instagram. Um, yes. <laughs> but can you just remind listeners where they can find you on social media and your website if they want to check you out? Yes. So my blog is My Wonderlust Tribe. Wonderlust is W-A-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T. Wonderlust, like the desire to travel. Yeah. So so my Instagram handle is at mywonderlust.tribe. Mm-hmm. And my doula page is doula mama nurture. It's doula.mama, M-O-M-M-A, nurture. Cool. And that's awesome. my pages. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll link those in the show notes page and people can check you out. Well, thank you so awesome. much, Haley, for joining me today. This was just wonderful. Yes. Quick thanks little, for having me. Yeah. Quick little story and, you know, educating people about some virtual doula stuff. So thank you. You're welcome. You have a good rest of your day. You too. Are you looking for birth education? Did you know that I have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable? Well, I do. Head over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you. When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. 
There is also a money back guarantee. So if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth. As a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen. So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code podcast listener to save 20%. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast. So I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.